You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dan Ryan, Dean DeFalco, and Devin Goldstein. For the best comic podcast with the most personality on the web, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for checking out the Paper Cuts Podcast, issue 58. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. Joining me this evening is Mr. Dean DeFalco. Actually, he's just a sentient robot. That's cool. Evan Goldstein. What? Am I supposed to come up with something witty here? Trucker hat. <laughs> I don't know. Trucker hat! <laughs> there. Dean did it for you. Thank you, Dean. You're welcome. I, you know, we've been doing this show for 58 issues now, and you haven't introduced yourself, like, as test once, and that kind of upsets me. <laughs> oh, see what I was... Maybe, maybe I was saving that for, like, the 105th issue. Oh. Super Sorry. special annual. Spoilers. Mm. And Mr. Matthew Much. Uh, just an alien masquerading as a human. That's why we love you. It was a huge week in comics, and I say that, I know I say that quite a bit, but this week it actually was because, hey, fucking Secret Wars number seven came out. <laughs> da, 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 da. And that's where we're going to start this week. Really? Yeah, why not? Okay, we're going to start big. We're going to go big. All right. You know, harden the motherfucking paint. And I love shit. it. Like Lamar Odom. Oh my God. <laughs> Matt, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, my cat just jumped up and slammed directly into my open drink. What an asshole. What's your cat's name? Jasper. Jasper, <laughs> trying to record a podcast here. Oh my God, I guess. Okay. What the shit, Jasper? It was the oh my god, <laughs> god man, holy shit! That is the most animated I've ever heard you, Matt. That was fucking fabulous. Oh, just strap in. <laughs> just strap in. <laughs> okay, Matt. Do you need a minute to clean things up? Are you good? No, no, no. It's okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So. Secret Wars. Secret Wars number seven finally came out. Uh, Dean, I know you read this book. Matt or Evan, did you have a chance to check it out? I read it. Excuse me. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Okay. Do you need a minute, Evan? Christ. No, just keep going. Push through. Get an inhaler like an old man? Fuck. Holy shit. God. At like 8.30, quarter to nine, I get the giggles. It just happens. <laughs> We've got to stop recording at this point in time. <sighs> Perfect timing. Yeah, no, it's fabulous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So, Secret Wars uh, number seven of nine uh, came out. Still written there. by Jonathan Hickman. Still beautifully illustrated by Asad Ribic. Um, what, what? Just God damn it! It's such a good book. Yo, let's be real right now. Doom is in some serious shit. Yeah, Doom is dare I say doomed. Yeah, he's about <gasps> to meet his namesake. He fucking certainly is. Like. Oh, man, it, it breaks my heart every time that this book comes out because it is so good. It's the, it is the only event book that I have ever read. I've read most of them. It's the only one that I look forward to the main series every fucking month. Yeah, it's it's, it's phenomenal. It's solid. I'm, I'm happy... That there's only two more left though, because I'm I'm happy to see an end because you know Marvel jump starting the but whole. They've universe. already pushed past it, you know. Like 
I know it, uh, it's so, more a contained story now. We're we're just in it for the rest of the ride. It is. It it's it went from this big universe changing thing to uh to three years ago now the uh, Age of Ultron thing that came out the uh, Brian Michael Bendis and uh uh well the guy who draws used to draw the Ultimates Brian Hitch um that was supposed to be a big summer event like years previously but it got it was late and late and late and late and they finally just decided they were like ah fuck it put it out this summer and it just became this kind of self-contained story where none of it really mattered anymore um and unfortunately that sort of happened to Secret Wars but god damn it i mean this is this book like so okay maximus of the cabal is leading the army against god doom and God Doom is sitting there. He's he's talking to uh, to his wife Susan and uh, their daughter Valeria is there, and he they're like, I don't know why you're so worried about this. This isn't that big a deal. There have been other uprisings. It's what free people do when they get bored. They uprise against their shit. And he says, No, no, this feels different. Get me my Thors. And we see uh, we see Maximus out on the battlefield. Uh, Mr. Sinister is there, and this, by the way, this is the best Mr. Sinister has ever been. He's, oh, he is in fact sinister, he's a huge douche. Oh my god, he's the douchiest fucking guy in this, and I just am so excited every time his head gets cut off. Also, uh, um, f- yeah. fun to note that uh, his um, little sidekick, Captain Marvel, likes to beat the shit out of him, and I think he likes it. I think he kind of does. It's masochistic, <laughs> Mister Sinister. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, it's awesome. A lot, so, of, a lot of betrayal going on. Yeah, he's out there, and uh, they're they're fighting, you know, for God Doom, and uh, you know, he he and Captain Marvel decide that they're going to turn on the Goblin Queen. So they start fighting the Goblin Queen's army. They attack her. Captain Marvel comes up, kicks her in the fucking face. Uh, she looks at us and you know says, "Why, why have you betrayed us now?" And Sinister. Uh, repeatedly kicks her by and says with each kick, I just can't stand that tacky outfit you're wearing. <laughs> and if you know, like, if you are familiar with the Goblin Queen uh, character, it's a pretty fucking terrible outfit. It's, it's one of those superhero costumes where when people say, you know, these books really maybe don't do a good job of treating women equally and maybe they just over-sexualize characters, you look at this outfit and you go, yeah, I suppose so. Um, you got a, a point. Yeah, it's like two postage stamps and a shoelace is about what she's wearing. So he uh, he beats the shit out of her. Apocalypse shows up. Well, she's she's dead. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I I guess I don't know. He, dude, he cracked her neck. Yeah. Whatever. What do you um, mean whatever? <laughs> he gets his fucking head cut off in the next panel, and then has more lines later. Yeah, but he's you know got a I... whole thing yeah. where that he can do that. But That's true. What uh, he. He got his head cut off, mm-hmm. but his giant fucking collar doesn't move. <laughs> like, you'd think with the setup of that costume that that, that collar would protect his neck a little bit more. Fashion has so. a price. There, That was a lot thinner than the rest of his suit. <laughs> it was just too much material. He ran out of money. He was like, all right, you got to skimp on the fucking collar. But who's going to seriously try and lop my head off? Oh. That's oh, the first time fuck. he got his head cut off. Apparently no something that looks akin happen. to a big yeah. daddy. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, oh, fuck. Bad geek I am. I can't remember his name now. 
That, um, that's like an, an actual Holocaust. That, Isn't that his name? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, totally. All right. No, I think that's like Holocaust is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and and people are really upset that he's named that. Uh, understandably <laughs> so. You know. Uh, but, anyway, but, so. But that's like. That is one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. That's not a, 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 I know. a comic book thing. I know, but people, people suck. Are Sorry. Anyway, uh, so he cuts off Sinister's head, takes him to uh, Apocalypse. Apox apocalypse basically just calls him a bitch over and over again uh, with a lot more flowery language. And what are you supposed to do when you're just ahead? You can't do anything <laughs> back. You just have to take it. Yeah, you re like there's really nothing to do. Uh, cut to the next scene. The Thors are now fighting amongst themselves because uh, 616 Thor, Jane Foster, has apparently, in some issue that I haven't read yet because it's all out of order now, uh, has told the rest of the Thors that God Doom is, uh, is a false prophet and not really God and whatever, and they're fighting about it, and a bunch of the Thors join her side and go down and start fighting against God Doom. So that is going to be a problem for him. But then on top of it, we got the motherfucking maestro. Yeah. And then as they're fighting, Apocalypse says, uh, you know, Mr. Sinister's head like falls to the ground and he's like, oh, I'm so low. Please grant me mercy. And he's like, you think shit can't get worse for you? It can. The maestro is here. And the maestro shows up in a giant fucking warship with giant like mammoth skulls on the front of it with big tusks and shit. And he, uh, he calls for his world breakers, which is, like, you guys have all seen Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. Lee Pace has some absolutely incredible lines as Ronan the Accuser, but when he says, like, enact the immolation machine, like, that's such, like, oh, God, you just chew on that fucking dialogue. And in this, Maestro is just standing on top of the ship by himself, and he just yells, world breakers, go! It's like, oh, that's... <laughs> Fucking awesome! Like, but what a like their dumb line. Like his team's response is even S better. Oh, yes. smash! <laughs> All it's smash, just smash, 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 smash! It's just a bunch of hulks yelling <laughs> smash as they're jumping off of what looks very similar to a helicarrier, and they just hit the ground and smash, 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 smash! <laughs> Fucking great. Cut over to uh, Reed Richards, uh, 616 Reed, and uh, the creator, uh, Ultimate Universe Reed, who's a fucking prick, talking about enacting their, their final plan, trying to sneak in, sneak out. Uh, they're going to have Star-Lord fly him in there. Star-Lord, who now uh, absolutely is being written as uh, not just Chris Pratt's performance as Star-Lord in the Chris movie. Pratt. But it's just being written as Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec now, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, I could fly it. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Probably. Good. Just chance. Yeah. Fucking awesome. I love it. Ooh, um, shiny thing. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, they call up T'Challa and uh, Reed and T'Challa have this nice little conversation of, uh, you know, if this doesn't work, we're pretty fucked. And uh, let's kind of hope it works. Namor like is there with T'Challa. Uh, I like the way says, that T'Challa is talking on his cell phone. Yeah. He's <laughs> just it sitting is, there squatting in the middle yeah, of nowhere. It's, listen, it's all about that hotline bling. It fucking certainly as, is. As some would say. Uh, Namor talks a little shit to T'Challa. He's like, you know, ever since this first incursion thing, you've been calling yourself the king of the dead. That's oh, a little tedious. Good part. Could good you part. stop? 
Could you maybe stop me? He's like, no, no, it's badass. In fact, he's gonna he's gonna bring it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. So he goes down uh, to the shield, busts the shield open, and out come the dead. The the Marvel zombies. They're the just, Marvel fucking zombies. They're just everywhere. And I think, I think Mr. Hickman is a fan of the Paper Cuts podcast, and I think he realized just how much Evan would appreciate that one of the Marvel zombies that gets a big piece of speaking material is a MODOK zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he, he gets a mouthful, literally. He certainly does. Mm. He certainly does. Uh, all the <laughs> fucking zombies come out. They all, T'Challa is, uh, is apparently fucking Lord of the Rings, you will suffer me, Army of the Dead you're, guy. You're kind of missing a part here, though. What did I miss? He 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 has a nice piece of uh of handwear. Oh yeah, he's got a gauntlet. One of them. I thought we talked about that like last issue. Yeah, he's got a gauntlet. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Apparently Dean uh, really likes the gauntlet. <laughs> Modoc is uh talking some shit and uh Namor being fucking Namor, which means being awesome, uh throws his trident through Zombie Modoc and uh says, why the hesitation, monsters? Your king is waiting for an answer. And zombie Cat Captain Britain just kind of gives him a look and says, uh, glory and honor? And then all the zombies are, glory and honor! And to be continued. So the army of the dead and the other guys are going against uh, Lord Doom. So army of the dead and the Thors are going against Doom and the Hulks. Let, let, let's, let's take a moment here. Let's rewind a bit. Because uh, there's a little heart-to-heart -heart between uh, Thanos and someone else, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is it, okay, I'll, I'll go on. I thought you were going to do it, but okay. Mm -mm. Um, Thanos is just chilling at the, at the shield wall, and he's talking to a dude, and it looks like just a big rock wall for a second. And then we figure out it's the thing. And we yeah. kind of figure out what happened to the thing. And then Thanos is like, listen, man. Listen, real talk? Time to fuck some shit up. Doom's playing you. And he's like, what? I've been sitting here all this time for nothing? Being a wall? Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, fuck this. I'm done. And he's not normal-sized thing. He's like Godzilla-sized thing. Some might even say giant-sized thing. Oh. <laughs> Call back to Marvel Comics. Yeah. Mm, yeah, well he did it. Me. Good job. Um, And I think the, like, the big... Spoiler page for the next issue is, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Galactus. Giant, giant thing punching Galactus in the face. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. We're gonna see some Godzilla kaiju fighting going on. Even when Kaiju Max isn't out, I still get Kaiju Max. Thanks, yeah, Xander Cannon. So <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Xander Cannon. So Secret Wars number eight, I think, is due out in 2019 at this point. <laughs> so in a few years, we'll talk about that shit. Hey, I'm really excited about it. They're on Captain America White number four. You said they <laughs> weren't going to make it to number two by the end of the year. No, I know. I'm fucking shocked by that shit, too. But, man, I just, I love this book so much. I really do. Like, all the other stuff that's come on with Secret Wars, some of the other books have been, uh, were really good. You know, some of them were, you know, like, Evan will go on about how much he hated that MODOK book. But, you know, there's... <laughs> There's been a lot of hit or miss with the ancillary material, but God damn it, this main series, I, I really honestly can't say that I've read a better 
event book than this one. There you go. Yeah, I mean, like, can you guys think of any? I mean, maybe the original Crisis. No. Because we weren't so I, fucking I mean, sick of them by that, at that point, because it was still kind of a new idea, but... It was good, but this is, main... like, each one of these books, like, the Secret Wars entries are solid issues, and it's short enough where, even in a trade, it's not just obscenely long. A lot of DC stuff, um, just even, like, later on, gets ridiculously drawn out. I mean... Oh God! What was the not not fucking the stupid? Oh, Jesus, convergence. Not, not convergence. The shit before that was going on. Uh, Future's Flashpoint? End was like oh yeah, fifty yeah. issues. And uh, God, there, there was something else going on before that. That was like another forty, fifty issues. Well, uh, why fifty two? Their their weekly series was just a big event. Yeah, no, I'm not even talking well, about they, that one. And they did that twice because they did Countdown as well. Oh yeah, it was Countdown and then fifty two. But I mean, even looking at like the Marvel big crossover, the the big Marvel crossovers that they've had, you know, over the last couple of years. I mean, the the uh, Secret Invasion, the the Scroll one from like seven eight years ago now. At mm -hmm. this point, I mean, when you were reading New Avengers at that time, and Elektra got killed, and she turned into a fucking Scroll, that shit was dope as fuck. It was like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing, and then it wasn't. You know, like, it, it, no, it wasn't. They, they've all been letdowns, you know, for the most part. Like, Siege was let down to a point. Even Civil War, which I really did like, <laughs> there's just nothing holds a candle to this book, man. It's just fucking great. Like, not, if you were still waiting. I remember, I remember World War Hulk being one of my favorite crossovers and events it, in a long time. I did like World War Hulk quite a bit. That was, that was very good. I mean, with their ancillary titles, they yeah. got a little, like, <clears throat> real thinly spread out. Mm -hmm. But the, the the main title and the first time, um, what's the the newspaper version one where it's a, uh, it's oh. the same. Uh, uh, crossfire? No, that's no. Crossfire. <laughs> Some of you got that reference. Others did not. That's all right. Evan and I are older. Um. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh god frontline frontline thank you yeah, that, crossfire frontline close enough i mean that that was one of the first times we actually saw the that that style come out where it was a retelling a concise retelling from someone else's point of view yeah which made that story so much easier to understand and so much yeah, easier to really get along did. with it really did and i i mean i just yeah world war hulk was was really good but i mean even still, this 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 main title. I mean, it tops them all so far. I mean, jo Jonathan Hickman is doing fucking work, man. Like he is. Just imagine how much better it would have been if it came out on time. Uh, like that's the thing. Like when I read this book, I think to myself, man, if I had read this issue two months ago when I was supposed to, or even a month ago before all the new Marvel books started coming out, like if this series had finished up, it would have been. Just the best. I mean, it just would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. And now, oh God, it just breaks my heart. But anyway, I mean, if you're not reading Secret Wars, fucking don't read any of the other books. Read this main book. I mean, it's great. If you're waiting on the trade, I don't know why you're still listening because we spoil every fucking issue. <laughs> but if, you, if you're waiting on the trade, man, it, it's oh, just such a fucking good book. Um, so 
I'm going to jump in with the second book that I read, and then, uh, and then Dean, you can jump in with your second book. Okay. That's, that's how we'll do it. That this makes week. three bucks. Ooh. Um, I read All New, All Different Avengers number one, and this, out of all the Avengers books that are coming out now, and there's like 58 of them, I think, mm-hmm. this is the one that I was most excited about because it's Adam Kubert on doing the artwork mm. and Mark Wade uh, doing the writing. And... Like, there you go. What more do you need to know other than that? The team is eventually going to be comprised of uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. So Sam Wilson, Jane Foster, and still Tony Stark. Uh, And then the rest of the guys will be Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, uh, Vision, Nova, and uh, 1610 Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. So this book is, uh, is... it's fucking fun. Like, this book was just really fun. And that's exactly what I thought Mark Wade was going to do. It's exactly what I wanted because there's a lot of stuff that's going on in, the, in the, a lot of the main Marvel titles right now that I'm into. Like, I really like the direction that the new Captain America book is going. I like all the political uh, aspects of it. I like the social aspects of it. But it's a, it's a heavy fucking book. And sometimes... I just want to see Captain America throw a shield at some shit. <laughs> and that's what you're going to get in this book. Um, it starts with, uh, with an accident on the Queensboro Bridge. Uh, vehicles are falling off the bridge because that's what happens in comic books. Uh, Captain America swoops in, throws a shield at a car, uh, then flies in after the shield, grabs the people out of the car, flies up onto the bridge. Everybody's there with their cell phones, taking pictures. A little girl comes up and uh, says, you know, do you want to buy my, uh, my girl cadet cookies? Because apparently you can't mm-hmm. say Girl Scout because they'll sue you for or some shit. I don't know. Uh, he's only got five bucks in his wallet, though, and he's got like five or six different little girls that are asking him to uh, buy cookies. And everybody, like the dialogue going on behind everybody is, uh, which girl is he going to pick? You know, kind of insinuating that the black Captain America is going to pick the black girl. Uh, so he picks an Asian a, one, doesn't he? Uh, no, he actually doesn't pick any of them because oh. uh, he sees Iron Man. He sees Tony Stark standing in the crowd, asks him to borrow five bucks. Uh, in this universe, Tony Stark is kind of broke right now. Um, I don't get it. Yeah, opens up his wallet, shows him that he doesn't have anything, uh, to which Captain America's response is, uh, hey, you know what? Who wants to take a picture with Tony Stark? I don't have to buy any cookies. We'll just take a picture with uh, Iron Man because that'll be awesome. So he gets out of that, and, and as people are talking, you know, some are saying, like, oh, he was really going to choose that, and other word balloons are popping in. Like, don't be a dick. You, you know, you're being an asshole, whatever. Uh, he jumps into Tony Stark's car, because Tony Stark just happened to be on the bridge being stuck in traffic. Uh, but Tony Stark uh, turns his car into a, uh, a flying car, and they fly away. So cause... why was he stuck in traffic? Yeah, like, none so of this is making up. sense. It hmm. doesn't matter. Because comics. Okay. Because comic books. You're so right. they just have a little bit of a discussion. We find out that uh, Steve Rogers is not really fond of Sam Wilson right now, nor is he very f- fond of Tony Stark. They don't tell us why. Mark Wade just gives you enough information to where if you haven't been reading the books, you know that Steve Rogers is pissed at these two. Uh, they fly by the former Avengers Tower. Uh, Tony Stark has sold Avengers Tower because uh, the Avengers didn't need it. They start to have a conversation and realize that there is no official Avengers team right now. 
uh, because the thing that Sunspot has going on is the Avengers idea, uh, or what aim, whatever, Avengers something or other, I forget. Uh, <laughs> Captain America is running the Unity Squad because it's X-Men and Avengers right now. And then we cut to a guy who looks vaguely Doom-ish uh, because he's got a, a green tie and a green shirt on and a gray jacket. Uh, they're talking, and uh, some shit starts to go wrong with what's being cleared out of Avengers Tower. And uh, a Chithari guy pops up, and you know he, this random person that we don't know who his name is uh, starts talking to the Chithari guy, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you. I speak Chithari. That's whatever. Get over it." Uh, he does have kind of a funny line. He says, "You know, uh, I'm good with languages. You speak Chithari, right? 192 words for hate. You should be on Twitter." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I like Mark Wade. Uh Chithari guy gets pissed off. Uh green shirt guy starts teleporting around the room, showing that he's super smart and has some powers. Uh Chithari guy starts flying away and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? Because green shirt guy starts teleporting in front of him again. Chithari guy is here to uh to fight Nova because apparently Nova embarrassed the Chithari at some point by throwing them into the sun. Uh that's in pretty Nova embarrassing 31. and painful. Yeah, it's pretty fucking embarrassing. Awkward. Apparently in Nova 31, it happened, according to the editor's notes. Thanks, here. editor notes. Yeah, thanks, announcer notes. Um, <laughs> green shirt guy. Uh, I really wish they would have given him a fucking name. I hate, that's the only thing I hate about comic books sometimes. It's like, all right, I get it. It's a mystery. Just give me a name. Give me a it's fucking, not a mystery. Give me a surname then. Like, make some shit up. Uh, Steve. Paul. I'm going to call him fucking Steve. Steve. <laughs> Uh, shows Mr. Chathari uh, an ancient Chathari weapon that had been left uh, on Earth millennia, millennia ago. Uh, it's been broken into three pieces because when assembled, it could destroy the world. As they're talking about it, they realize that Miles Morales is in uh, the building, eavesdropping on the conversation. He can uh, camouflage himself. They find out that he's in there. They throw him out of the building. Tony Stark happens to be flying by in the car at that time, grabs him, uh, says, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, he kind of freaks out, and he's like, hey, big alien, Avengers Tower, go fucking do it. And, you know, Tony Stark says, all right, I'll meet you there, but don't look for Tony Stark, though. Look for Iron Man. And he hits a button on his fucking flying car, and it turns into an Iron Man suit. <laughs> That's a pretty good gadget, man. That's the fucking thing I saw all week. That's awesome. And he's away. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I love it. I love... Holy oh, shit, God. he's a Transformer. <laughs> yeah, and it just... Oh, fuck, it's so dumb. So dumb. Why would he have that? Even in a world of comic books, that shit shouldn't exist. Don't knock when, Tonimus Prime. <laughs> when, he, when he turns into fucking Tonimus Prime, like, at least the Transformers still looked like there were sort of cars in there somewhere. This just looks like a fucking Evangelion robot at the end of the day. Like, it's just, that doesn't look, oh, fuck. The Hulkbuster. Ridiculous. No, because Hulkbuster's Ugh. big, and Evangelion robot is is all, like, anime. Don't, please, it doesn't really look like that, does it? No, it, it looks more Hulkbuster. Okay. It's just a big fucking robot. I, I get like it. That. I know. I know. It's okay. What's, what's I, the Evangelion's deal? on my mind because of Puzzle and Dragons. Anyway. What's, uh, what's the deal with the, the Miles Morales falling situation where... He doesn't save the person. No, he did. He saved the, he grabbed no, the he, thing. No, he didn't. 
did. Well, or no, Captain America, Captain America swoops in. Yeah, <laughs> I fucked up. And like, he says, usually I'm better at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, okay. You so, got trans- this game? <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Transformer Iron Man uh, comes in, punches the Chathara guy, uh, or says, you know, disarm your enemy, like he's talking tactical shit to him. Uh, surround and car- conquer. And then Chathara guy uh, fucking shoots hot fire. Like, uh, like, oh, fuck, I can't remember the guy's name from the Chappelle show. Old joke. Anyway, <laughs> Dylon. He spits hot fire like Dylon. Um, <laughs> Way Tony, too much work for that joke, dude. It really was. It wasn't that funny. <laughs> It would whatever. Nick will laugh when he hears it. That's all that really matters to me at this point. He's getting married tomorrow, by the way. Congratulations! Happy, happy wedding, Nick. Uh, Nick Grillo, former co-host of the Paper Cuts podcast. Ah, fuck him. Also spits hot fire like Dylan. Wow. Uh, Captain America, Miles Morales, and Tony Stark are laying there, kind of melty. Uh, <laughs> and that's where we get the to be continued. The book like. ends with the uh, meeting of Miss Marvel and Nova. Uh, Nova is trying to impress her because he thinks she's cute and she is just kind of like, why the fuck did you just punch this thing in the face? You just knocked this alien monster's teeth out. It's innocent. It's scared. Stop being an asshole. You almost threw it into a dry cleaner that's been in this neighborhood for fucking 50 years. Stop being a dick. Nova decides to, uh, woo her and get her over to his side by unmasking at the end. And she's got this really amazing internal dialogue of why did he just do that? Should I unmask? What kind of fucking pressure is he putting on me? Why did he just tell me his real name? Doesn't he realize why I wear a goddamn mask? Fucking really good stuff. Um, so, and he says, you know, my name is, is Sam. She goes through that internal dialogue and responds with, I didn't ask. Yes, that's badass. They get all pissed off. He flies away. She feels bad about it. But they're going to be on the team together anyway. This book was amazing. Fucking buy all new, all different Avengers. I can't recommend it highly enough. If you're a fan of Mark Wade, buy it. If you're a fan of any of the Kubert boys, buy it. If you just like comic books in general, this is good shit. Not for nothing. The, the art, he knocked the art right out of the park in this oh, book, he can, This is the best he's been in years. Jeez, like, crazy. That, that art, just that one like half panel or half uh, page of Iron Man flying in when, right after he changes. That's oh, it's beautiful. F- fucking beautiful. Yeah. It, it really is the best Adam Kubert has been in, in a very, very long time. I really honestly think that this is going to be one of the most fun books Marvel puts out because it, the dialogue feels like Mark Waid is having a lot of fun writing it. The artwork looks like Kubert is having a lot of fun drawing it. And when you have those kind of elements together with really good characters, um, it's, just, it's gonna be a fucking slam dunk book, man. I'm really excited for where it goes. So resounding recommendation. Resounding. I'm gonna shut the fuck up now, though, because we're kind of long in the tooth here, and I've been talking for a while. So, Dean, what else did you read? I read a book. Mm-hmm. Which one? It's it's about this guy, and uh, there's piece. this bar, and he dances under it. It's called Limbo. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. You know what? Might I as swear well to God, if that, that is what that book is about, I'm going to be really upset. No, uh, it's not, but it might as well have because the story like was so all over the place that I, I like I just closed the book and I was like, I no, I'm I'm good. I don't want to I don't want to read this anymore. It's got an amazing cover. Listen, like it it's amazing. Yes. 
It's a weird cover. What, I love it, it. Was there a different cover? The the hand? Yeah, the hand, no, the the hand tape, and right? the, the tape. That's the tape. amazing to you? Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Well, wow. You're just okay. a hipster, I right Dan. I mean, I'm, whatever. That's, be, that's cool. I'm easily impressed. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, written by uh, Dan Waters, and the artist is Casper... Van Dean. Dean. Damn it! I, I went, uh, what? No, stop it. it! That's fucking Starship Troopers. I was it's like, not, wait, that's not how you pronounce Vingard. <laughs> did you guys ever spot. see? Did you guys ever see the Slam and Salmon? By the way. Yeah, I have. Yes. <laughs> Madropodes, meat drapes. How come it doesn't sound like that when I say it? Oh, it's fucking funny. Oh, okay. anyway, all right. Uh, Isn't it Van Dien? What? Casper Van Dien. Can we get more not talking about Starship Troopers? Why not? It's a dope fucking movie. Good oh book, my too. god. All right. Much stop longer. it. Let me get through right. this because I didn't like the book anyway. So let <laughs> me just say I didn't like it. Starts with a lizard on a stick. Yeah. Go. Yeah. It does start with the lizard on a stick. And it doesn't get much past that. Really, really confusing. Like, the dude's all over the place. It takes him four or five pages to say that this dude has no memory. So there's that. Then another four or five pages pass, and we find out he's a private eye. So there's that. And then by the end of the book, we finally get what should have taken maybe three pages to explain. Like, just way too much, like, detail for this. We didn't need to know that he loves lizards on a stick, and he didn't need to describe it for two pages. Yeah, but there's Dio De Los Muertos shit in it, and that's awesome. Yeah, also, Ooh. um... Mobster luchadors. Skulls. That's I was just gonna. That's what I just ooed about. Yeah, there you go. I'm in. Mobster I didn't read it. I'm looking but, at it right now. Right, but it 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 just it doesn't jive well. Like there there's a supernatural Native American shit going on. Like the luchadors maybe getting power from it, but then there's drug deals happening. But the guys supplying the drugs are maybe zombies that we find out on the last page. None of it really just, it, there's no cohesion. It's just all over the place. Um, So it can be fixed, but I don't know if I want to give it another chance. Like it was just, it was so, just a hodgepodge of like information that I, uh, it was, I wanted to like it because it had the trimmings to be like something good. It just wasn't, prepared well enough for me to want to keep reading or for me to even be excited after this um for people who like a lot of uh you know um i i guess like mexican lore because that's that's essentially what it is they're in mexico dia de los muertos is going on the fucking bad guy is a gigantic luchador you can't get much more mexican than that yeah it's it's almost like they wrote this book for me they might have. <laughs> uh, try reading it, Dan. I don't know. You might you might like it better than I did. Uh, I will. I will report back next week. Yeah. I'm I'm flipping through it as you're as you're talking about it here, and the artwork is fucking awesome. Like the coloring in this book, I love the way this looks. The colors are good. the The actual like lines and stuff are a little spotty. Um, but I think yeah, it's that's all just, over the place. Yeah, I think it's the style that the the guy was going for. Kind of reminds me of a Southern Bastards, like uh, that. Mm -hmm. Uh, sort of line work but it it's not it, it it's 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 spotty like i'm just gonna leave it at that it's it's not terrible it just needs some tightening up uh so i mean the book definitely has a chance but it has to fix things quickly because otherwise this is gonna last four issues 
and then they're going to cancel it. I can already see that coming. Well, honestly, that's probably all it's going to run for anyway. You know, like these books, image books are mostly limited series hey, at this point. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. Speaking <laughs> the truth. <laughs> all right. So, Limbo, maybe? Yeah. He, I, I mean, if anyone likes that type of stuff, you know, just the uh, like Mexican lore and, and maybe like some supernatural stuff going on, give it a look. It's not a terrible book and it could have traction. Um, however, I, I don't have enough forgiveness in me to give it a mulligan. So I, I'm right. saying no, but maybe for people who are into this stuff, like I said, like you, Dan, you might find it more entertaining than I do. All right. Well, I will let you know next week. Okay, dope. Matthew. Yeah. What you got? Got, uh, Spider-Man 2099 and the infinite adventures of Jonas Quantum. How's Mopey Miguel doing? He's still Mopey. He was in a big <laughs> fight. Uh, at the end of issue two, he had uh, tracked down the creator of the robot that drove the van into the restaurant that killed his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. All right. And, yeah, just take a moment for that to sink in. <laughs> and um, he finds this guy, and the guy... He's an old man, and he speaks super eloquently, like uh, like the uh, architect from The Matrix. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. And uh, I'm really ro- trying very hard to remember what vis-a-vis and shit like that, those <laughs> phrases that he kept spitting out. Oh, yeah, there was, the there was a lot of that. <laughs> but uh, it turns out he, he was too old. To go on. So what he had done as a master roboticist, I think that's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he built himself a robot body. And get it's get big... out of here! He he did what? <laughs> Say what? 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 And it's a really weird body. It's all made out of tendrils, and it's really bendy, and can move his arms into all kinds of weird shapes to attack Miguel, who is just fighting him super hard. He's not thinking about it very much he's just like i'm gonna kill this guy i'm gonna kill this guy and the guy's like oh wow you're a fantastic fighter this is really fun i'm glad we're fighting and um (laughs) that probably pissed him off a lot (laughs) a lot you think he didn't even have room to be pissed off anymore but he did and um it's it's a little it's written a little funny like there's multiple times where uh, Miguel just like gets slammed through a wall or a lot of stuff falls on him and he's like, oh man, that could have really killed me. I'm glad I have this suit. And he could say it once, but he says it at least twice, maybe three (laughs) times. And I'm like, why? I don't know why that's happening, you know, from from a dialogue standpoint. Like, is it just because Peter had told him to take the suit and he had rejected the suit and then he finally took it? I don't know. It's a strange writing choice. It's a pretty every... sweet suit, though. I really it's like the way cool. it looks. I like the redesign. It's good. Very 90s, you but mean, I he, like it. Does he have that, like, half cape? Uh, no, no. I don't think he does. Oh. No, it's black, uh, he, white, and red, and he's got the, the some blue... The armpit webbing. Yeah. He does have web pits. It's pretty and, dope. Uh, he's got some sick ground effects. <laughs> what? Rocket boots. No, he got, certainly does. He's got glowing spider symbols like uh, like Peter does now. Uh, it's pretty sweet. I like it. I dig it. But I also like the Daredevil black and red costume, so what the fuck do I know? 
It's it's a good costume. Uh. But uh, they're having a fight, and it keeps escalating. Like, Miguel thinks, like, okay, I got him. And he's trying to choke him out with some web. And then uh, the guy... I, I don't want to mess this up. I think his name was Kronos. Dr. Kronos. It is Dr. Kronos. Okay. It is. It sounded funny for a second. Well, and, uh, it's not then, the best name. <laughs> it's not the worst name. It's not no. the best name. Don't they have another Kronos somewhere in Marvel? I think so. I, I don't know. I think it's it might not, be a DC Matter guy. Matter Eater Lad is the worst name. Dr. Kronos wow. is, is pretty close. There was a Matter Eater Lad? Yeah. There's podcast for another podcast. All right. Welcome to the D-list. Get on that shit. <laughs> but uh, every time Miguel thinks he's got the upper hand, then he j- uh, Kronos just produces a bigger gun and shoots it at him. And then he's like, oh, man, I'm glad I have this suit. And then, um, what? Oh, yeah. And he finally he gets him outside of his evil robot genius lair. They're in the streets. Uh... Miguel's beating the hell out of him, and he's like, yep, uh, he killed my girlfriend. I think I'm going to kill this guy. And he's right about to kill him, but then we get this panel of a, of a sinister, dark room with a hand and a pair of scissors and a tiny red thread, and then the, uh, the hand just snips it, and then Kronos is dead before Miguel could kill him. And Miguel's like, well, that was weird. I feel something uh, was taken from me. <laughs> and then he's talking to Peter later, who wants a report on what happened. And he's like, um, yeah, it was weird. The guy just died. And Peter's like, no, you killed him, and you're an asshole for killing someone. And he's like, no, I didn't kill him. He just died, and it was super weird. And Peter's like, you can't just be killing people. I shouldn't have given you the suit. This is no good. And Miguel's like, yeah, I don't care what you think. He's dead, and that's great. And so... Wait, who, who the fuck is Peter trying to be? Like, fucking... Like, a parent you took a cookie out of the cookie jar? Like, Miguel, you shouldn't have done that. You're being very naughty. Like, no, stop it. Stop it. This, this book shouldn't exist. I'm gonna burn it. You have it? I, I read the first two, and I was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't want it anymore, yet we're still going, and we're going at a very, like, alarmingly quick pace. Yeah, nothing takes him any time. He's just like, oh, uh, got a girlfriend, oh, she's dead, oh, found the killer, oh, he died. <laughs> and yeah, I, now on to issue four. <laughs> I think they may realize that that book is not, uh, is not long for this world. Oh, dear. He didn't go to Narnia this issue. Oh, Yay! damn it. Well, now I'm upset. Let's you go back go and talk about issue, issue three man. some more. Where can yeah, he go, Dean? Or issue two. You can go right to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So tell me about well this, done, uh, this, this Jonas Quantum book, because I'm intrigued, because it's a long title. Um, yes, it is a long title. and uh, I don't know why that intrigues me, but it intrigues one me. One other title in length. Uh, but it... It's an interesting book. Um, I don't remember if I talked about it before. I think I have. But uh, the the idea of this guy, he's kind of like a, he's a Superman and a Reed Richards with a little bit of a Batman, maybe a little bit of a Hank Pym. He's just like, he's a super 
superhero. And I thought that was an interesting choice uh, to write because I think that's easy to mess up. I mean, even with Superman, people say, oh, well, he's really boring because, you know, nothing can get to him. And they have to come up with ways to challenge a completely, not, I don't know, super man. The like, superest oh, well, of supermen. He's the superest. And so Jonas Quantum, he, he's based off of just having the most impossible intellect ever known. Like, the first issue, going back, just to, to frame him out, they show the moment of his birth, and then it's, you know, a minute later he's mastered speaking English, somehow. And it just, it goes on from there. Like, when he was 11, he patented smartphone technology, and he never needed money ever again. And uh, he's oh, got super nice. suits and weapons he's got a couple of nobel prizes he doesn't even care that he's awarded them he's got so many is he is he super powered like superman or is it the suits that he wears no it's suits and weapons and gadgets okay. that make him super so okay. he's not actually a superman i think he's enhanced his own genetics okay at some point and um i like the artwork it's good artwork and so um the deal is, uh, his, I guess the only real weakness that they show for him across the three issues is that he can't relate to any people except for his assistant. Like, he's just so much smarter, and he's on a different plane of uh, thinking that he can't, he, regular people are impossible to relate to. So it shows he's gone on a couple dates, and he just has nothing to say to the women, even though they like him because he's smart and rich and handsome. Oh, we've um, all been there. Yeah, it's a it's a continual problem. Just being too intelligent. To, yeah, I can't even. <laughs> so far from the truth. Um. So, uh, what he does in issue one, he accidentally cures death. Oopsie. My bad. My bad. I'm not sure if it was an accident, but he's like, oh, well, that was that was a dumb thing to do. Um, <laughs> I got to hide this because anybody who gets their hand on the cure for death would just ruin the entire world. It would either be an unkillable guy who would probably go nuts or um, it would make nobody die. And then that would be a huge problem. And so he hides it in a place where only he can possibly get to it, which is in some kind of pocket universe that only he can access and then he puts it in there and he says all right job well done what am i gonna conquer next and then it's immediately stolen and so somebody has it and he's like oh my god that's confusing that shouldn't be possible and so they're trying to figure out who or how that has happened and um then I'm sorry. Where was... Yeah, the the next thing that happens is that he is just killed. And that was that was a surprising ending. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> somebody has the cure for death. And um, then they kill the hero. And you're like, oh, well, that's a, that's a challenging uh, cliffhanger. I wonder how, what they're going to do. Shit, and so, I was reading that. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, like, 
you're reading that book and go, well, oh, fuck. just like a reader, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was Damn confused, <laughs> and then what happens is, is that the first thing that happens in the next issue, is that a version of him pops out of a a quantum, not a quantum, that's his name, a parallel universe doorway. He just pops in from the next door, parallel universe. He's like, um, a, he finds the killer. And he says, oh, man, that was really not good that you killed the me from here. And the difference between is uh, the Jonas that we knew originally was kind of a mopey guy because he couldn't relate to anybody, but he was like the super ultimate man. But the guy that shows up and takes his place, just like that's a thing that you can totally do, just pop in Comics. and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to live in this universe now and just take over. For my dead self. This guy is a really angry badass. And he's vengeful. So it's a, it's an interesting device to change the character. I don't know if they intended to. Or if they just said, you know what, I don't like the mopey guy. What can we do to, to put in a badass guy instead? And like, oh, we'll just kill him. Kill him and pop him in from Parallel Universe. Because that's, that's a thing we can do. Because comics. <laughs> nice. And then, um, it's a little, I'm not sure I agree with the writing choice, because then they just segue into like, oh, well, he's, he's here now, and we're just keep moving on. <laughs> they don't even deal with the, the fact that, uh, you know, there's a dead him, and this isn't his universe, they're just like, okay, moving on. <laughs> and then, um, a mysterious object shows up in issue three. And just destroys all of Shanghai, China. And so he's like, well, we're going to have to figure this out. That was weird. <laughs> what this the fuck is happening? I've been quiet this entire time. I understand nothing. He's nothing. so nonchalant because he's functioning on a level. I think that's their intent to, to describe. He's so nonchalant because he's just so much smarter. He's like, oh, wow. You know, millions that of people sucks. were just killed. I wonder why. <laughs> and so they find out that the object was created by a guy I think he's as smart as Jonas it's a weird little Chinese kid with a face tattoo and uh, naturally of course I mean who else <laughs> and so what he's done is he destroyed all of Shanghai China and then he retreats to his secret lair, which he created, and his secret lair is an island-sized cancer tumor that what? he lives in. What? What? I'm uh. not sure if this is the best book I've ever heard about or the worst. I haven't figured that much out yet. That's kind of how I feel. I think it's so far out there. <laughs> that it wrapped all the way back around to being a good book? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of fantastic. Because of how fantastic it is. Just, it sounds, it sounds like one of those books where, uh, you know, you pull out the Jurassic Park line of, uh, you spent so long wondering if you could, you didn't actually stop to think whether or not you should. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can do all of this in one book. I don't know that you should. But I think, I give, I give uh, the writer, Mark Guggenheim, uh, credit for for doing new shit like we have superman yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we have evil lairs, but the evil lair has never been a landmass-sized cancer tumor. That's really gross and <laughs> unique. That is pretty terrible. <laughs> and um, you wonder how he's going to possibly deal with that. And then he says, well, you know, a couple of years ago, I cured cancer. So, like, Independence Day, he just pulls out the cure for cancer, which he had in his fanny pack, <laughs> and just injects the island, and then, no. you know, destroys it. <laughs> Awesome. Oh my god. What? Can we all right, let's talk about something else. This is too confusing. <laughs> I I recommend it. It's confusing as hell. It's really weird, and I love it. But get it. Alright. That's a strong fucking recommendation. It's confusing as shit, but get it anyway. Great art too. Great color. Beautiful. It it, it does look pretty. I'll give it that much. Alright. Well, thank you, Matt. Evan, yeah. take us home. Alright. I read Carnage number one because mm -hmm. I like Carnage. Don't know why, just do. Book opens. <laughs> you're a '90s kid. Yes, I am. Uh, book opens up with Cletus in a diner, just yammering on and on and on and on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, he tells them to turn up the TV because they're doing this news report about Manuela Collardon, Collaron. I don't know. We'll sure. call her Manny. And she apparently is the lone survivor of, and this is what the news reporter says, Cleavon Cassidy's first confirmed mass murder. Cleavon. Cleavon, huh? Cleavon. Cleavon. So. Uh, sure, that's his name. Yeah. He gets Wasn't pissed. he on Family Guy? Could have no, been. That was Cleveland. Uh, right. he, gets, he gets really pissed at that <laughs> with the whole, well, first off, them getting his name wrong. And secondly, this, this broad still being alive. So he kills everybody in the diner viciously. Kind of awesome. Uh, turns out that this Manny Broad is a military, you know, person who is now in charge of security somewhere, and she is part of this plan to lead Carnage to this spot, this old, this this mine that's being set to be shut down, so that they can capture him. Um, Naturally, you know, with sound because that's how you stop Carnage with sound waves. We all know that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but part of this military group that's coming up with this plan it's just a bunch of talking heads talking at each other yammer 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 and then all of a sudden Eddie Brock shows up out of nowhere as a military guy a borderline like retarded military guy He all what he keeps mean? saying is uh, you, you gonna put me in coach that's the extent of his, his dialogue because he is now part of the Venom program, you know, the one that uh, Flash Agent Thompson is Flash doing. Thompson is. Yeah. Um, he is Toxin. But now he's, like, being restrained by this bracelet. So he is Plan B. So if, if Carnage shows up and they can't stop him, they're going to send Eddie in with the Toxin costume to, to, to fight him. Wait, is, is it, like, sickly feeble Eddie? When he no, doesn't have he, the costume? He, he is, like, not as big and bulky as old school Eddie Brock. Not Todd McFarlane Eddie Brock? Not Todd McFarlane, no. But you know, he's just slightly bigger than the average dude. Like, he's he's in shape. Well, I, I remember uh, when they first introed, like, Toxin, he, he was, like, gangly, weird-looking. He wasn't... He was Rough. he was sick. Um, he was when, dying like, of cancer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Brock was fucked up when he got the toxin outfit. Was it? T but I thought, what was the white one? Anti venom. That was toxin. Anti venom. Or anti -venom. No, that was anti venom. Then he was sick. He was oh, 
Toxin was a cop. I don't know. All I know is, is Toxin is technically the grandchild of Venom. Right. That right. he actually makes the comment, I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're meta. Yes. Well, and uh, the other guy's name is Cletus, so all of this is coming together. It's coming together nicely. Uh, the plan, of course, goes off with a bunch of hitches. Um, they sort of capture him in this sound cage, but apparently that, that where they had set up the cage was right above a mine, so the ground collapsed and fell down in the hole. Poor planning. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which they comment. You said that this was safe. Oh, I didn't know. Good guy. Good guy to plan with. <laughs> didn't know there was a mine. Yeah, well, yeah. Um. So I mean, there's it's standard. Like, if you've read any of the other car, standalone Carnage titles, it's pretty much the same thing, except they just keep changing the location. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, they, they were good. They were really good. They, yes, I'm, I was just looking for something slightly different. You know. Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, just a little bit. Like, the last one that I remember was where he took over a whole town. That was pretty badass. What was it? Carnage yeah, USA? Carnage USA. Yes. Yeah. That was really good. That was really good. Really enjoyed that. Um, by the end of this book, he's vanished down this pit, and, you know, Manny and Eddie and this other woman are going after him in the dark, and that's it. Like Can't it was. They just leave him down there. They could, but that would be only a single issue, and then the book would be over. Good so call, Evan. Good call. They're, that, they're that's not going to do that. Yeah. Um, real anticlimactic. I expected more from this book, um, especially with a character like Carnage. You could go so far out, and they didn't. They just stayed pretty low key for this issue. I don't even know if I'm going to pick up number two. Low key was really? in it. Low key, <laughs> get it, get it. Yeah. <laughs> so not a not a strong recommendation. No, it, but, it's uh, a meh. A meh. It's a meh. A meh. It's a, it's a meh out of ten. Um, meh out of ten. I, I'm gonna just zip right through these. Okay, the longest title of a comic book that I think I've ever read: DC Comics Justice League: The Dark Side War Shazam Number One. <gasps> Jesus. Okay. Ooh. That, that, yes. Um, from what I gather, Shazam is no longer Shazam. He's Billy? Well, he, he is Billy. But no, he is. He looks like Shazam. But we do know that Shazam stands for Solomon, Zeus, That's That's Hermes. too much work. You, 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 okay. you say yeah, it. Yeah. I was going to work my way through. But it, Shazam comes from the name of gods. Gods that he is, he has been in, imbued with the power of. That's why he's so, so super. And How super? So, so super. Apparently, when, when Darkseid was killed in something, I don't, I'm, I'm not reading. <laughs> in Darkseid War, maybe? Sure. So, Darkseid's dead. Um, the, his connect, Shazam's connection to the gods has been, was severed, and they just took off. Makes so, sense. Right? So, the wizard... Okay, he's like, oh shit, I gotta do something about this. So he found some other gods to, to fill in for the what I would call the big names. Are they like Neil so, Gaiman new gods? No. <laughs> Steven Hector, Armando. Jo Joaquin. Um, <laughs> so 
We're getting so this. He spells it with a silent J now. That's yes. A fucking weird choice. <laughs> the the thing is, is that when like the the book opens with Shazam plummeting to Earth. As soon as he gets his bearings, all he can hear are the gods arguing in his brain. So he's slowly going crazy. Um, they're trying to exp- they're they're arguing with each other while trying to explain the situation. Um, he wants it to stop really badly, so he goes to say Shazam, but like halfway through, he gets the Shaza, and he gets teleported to this place where he gets to meet the first god that's in his head. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to get none of these names right, but I'm going to try my best. Anapel, she's like a, a very older woman. She seems very sweet. Very nice, and she's being as kind and compassionate to him as possible, so as as so sh- so he can make his way through this new transition. Uh, mind you, this entire time he's Billy, and Billy's a douchebag. Okay, of the highest order. I mean, like he is a little prick. Like I want to punch Billy. Um, she explains to him that uh, one of the gods that was in him or was trying to get into him uh is a god by the name of zonas uh or you may want to call him yangu khan the sire of evil okay so oh, these yeah. these are gods that either don't exist or we have no idea what they are no idea okay completely shit out of about these names. right um nothing we also get introduced to i didn't even hear it i'm sorry it. say it right. again said this is work. some shit out of tobin's spirit guide Yes, it is. Yes. Um, Siva is the dancer of destruction. Sure. Okay. Uh, Eight, as in A-T-E. She is the goddess of impulse, and she was kind of badass. She's like, listen, I'm the reason you fight, because you don't think about it. You just do. That's the kind of dude you are. You got a lot of that. You know, you get that a lot of that from me. Um, Another character, another god is Haran Mir. Who is the god of fire, art, and death? Fire, art, and death. Because you know okay. those two, those three go together. Um, if you're doing it right, they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, Evan. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then the wizard. His name is Fred Savage. No. <laughs> All right, Ma Mama Ragon. He is a oh, thunder god. Good. Yeah, Mama Maragon, everybody. Let's just go with Fred Savage. We'll just <laughs> power glove, you know, it's all good, man. Mama Maragon with Mama Mom. But we find out that Zonus is is like trying to take over the whole git, get all of the power. And the reason he is doing this is because he has to take hold of of the world and, and the title that was Darkseid's. Because it's his son. Mm-hmm. That's right. We tied this whole story into the father of Darkseid. So, yeah, at the end, Shazam very easily defeats Zona Zozo um, and absorbs him into the flow of the Shazam gods, and that's it. Lots of exposition about each individual character. Very little action. Got it. So he eats Joe Isuzu. Uh, he's able to make cars for a living. Great. Yes. Oh. Um, wow. I didn't think you were old enough for that reference. I Jesus. am. <laughs> there is some nice back and forth at the very end between uh, Prickhead Billy and the wizard. Um, he's like, you're, you're old. He goes, 
just shot go fuck yourself i'm like okay i like this i like the way he's trying to put the kid in his place but they literally walk off into the sunset together no like that's how that book ends um that's a thing Yes, the lightning of Mamaragan, the wizard, the boldness of Eight, the source manipulation of Zonus, the compassion of Anapel, the fires of Hormer, and the strength of Sivia. That's how it's pronounced. Hormer. Because there's an apostrophe in there. That makes Shazam. Fuck you, DC, for taking away my Shazam. You did not have to make it this difficult. Yeah, he wasn't broken, man. There was no reason to There was absolutely nothing wrong with Shazam. Except for the fact that they didn't use him. God damn it, DC. Yeah, I, you know, I, I read a, an article a uh, few months ago saying that DC wasn't going to do any new characters anymore. They were going to go back to doing the old guys. And I'm like, well, that's disheartening. And well, now it just seems like they're breaking all the stuff that they built over the last couple of years. So that's even more disheartening. One of the best things to come out of fifth, the new 52 was that Shazam backup story that showed it in... Justice I League. want to say it was Justice League. Yeah, it was Justice League. Like, that was one of the best things that came out of it. And this is what I get. Wow. How long later? Two years later? Like, come on. Like, stop trying to reinvent the fucking wheel. You know, I, I think they, yeah. you know, they had so much success with that first stable of books. They're just trying to recapture that. But the thing is, you don't need keep trying to come up with like all these crazy ideas to reinvent the characters stick with what you got you know Mm -hmm. i mean just just like uh, you know i know this sounds petty but the costume change alone on shazam now looks ridiculous like it's it's like shazam's thing was red white and giant strike of lightning on his chest very similar to the flash Okay. It was an awesome costume. It was solid. And now it's got like light up parts and squares and circles. And it's like, it. what the fuck? Oh, I see. Like, s- stop it. <laughs> Give me what I want. Not what you <laughs> think I want. Well, I mean, yeah. that uh, that outfit has been largely unchanged since... The only Ever. thing that they did change was... I mean, he, was, he used to have, like, a lapel or something, like, way back when, right? He had a, a lapel, but it was uh, a white and red, and it went so far over that it just looked like a chest plate. <laughs> he used to have the the single-shoulder cape. They got rid of that relatively quickly. Now he's got a, a, a hood and cape. Like, I was all right with that. That's fine. You're sticking with the same theory. Yeah, the hood was a, the hood was kind of a cool look. Yeah, but now the hood literally looks like it's lighting up. Yeah, boo. Yeah. I, you know, for a comic book podcast such as we are, we are really not DC fans. It's. it's I want to be though. I don't. I, I, listen, like, I am so excited that the Dark Knight Forty Seven is coming out, whatever mm-hmm. they're calling it, because uh, that is one of the first comics I remember. Mm-hmm. Like consciously is stuck in my head. Like I read this, I enjoyed this story. If DC fucks that up, I'm burning the place down. <laughs> you hear that, Jim Lee? You hear that, Jeff Johns? Evan's coming for you. <laughs> Don't fuck his shit up. And you know what? I know it's not going to be the art, okay? Because they got a Cubert on that shit, and that's and it's it's gonna look good. Don't don't it. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't you fucking dare. How long till we see? What? Uh, the new Dark Knight. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. It'll be. It's like a surprise for me. Yay! <laughs> it should be coming soon. I mean, they're they're re they're redumping out all of the like Dark Knight stuff, and they usually do that right before the new shit releases. Good, another Batman book. That's what we needed. Yeah, but Frank Miller. I no. I'm fucking. I just. Don't don't you dare disparage Mr. Miller. No, it's nothing against Frank Miller. It's just like why is DC just I New know, things were guy. cool. Why like why couldn't we have those? <laughs> like Because because a long time ago in the 90s, we as a comic book culture fucked up new things. Mm-hmm. When Image came out, we destroyed comic books. Mm-hmm. And that was all new. It's all our fault, Dean. I, I, I like have my new 17 things. copies of Shadowhawk, though. <laughs> I, not for nothing. I fucking loved Shadowhawk. Uh, I love me some Shadowhawk, Evan, too. how many copies do you have of Spawn laying around? Uh, I have a total of 20 sets of 1 through 20, 50 sets of 1 through 10. What? And, so, like, I have, yes, issues... 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. I have 20 copies of each of them. Why? Because he's because, playing the little Samson market scheme. Because oh. my father thought at some point in time he was going to put me through college with them. Not those ones. As did everybody else's dad who bought the black bag Superman death issue yeah. and the color form Daily Planet bullshit. And my favorite was the hollow covers. Yeah, uh, like the Spider-Man anniversary issues. That oh, were those were fucking dope. But the uh, holograms the, and the Eclipso shiny. one, mm. the 3D Eclipso one. I think mm-hmm. it was 3D or some shit. Oh, it was the the gem, the gem sparkled. Yeah, oh, it was so good. Fucking loved it. Nineties were also awesome. uh, not for nothing. Uh, just because it's not a good podcast for me if I don't get to mention Sleepwalker. There was a uh, Sleepwalker <laughs> issue where you could punch out the cover and wear his face. Wear his face as a mask. Yep. Fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I have a couple of those. <laughs> Evan, I spell, I smell a special podcast for you and me coming up here soon. <laughs> Our favorite bullshit covers. Uh oh, I'm excited. I am too. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be on that one. No, I know you're not. <laughs> oh, so Dan. All right. Well, does that does that wrap it up, kids? Uh, I think it almost does. Uh oh. Announcer guy has something to say. Announcer guy, take us away. Thank you, Dan. Attention listeners. Did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm so curious. As to what announcer guy had to say? Listen yeah. to the podcast. Then you'll know. Why would I want to do that? I'm actually talking on the podcast. Do you think I want to hear all of your voices again saying the same exact thing? Well, you can fast I don't forward. Have to talk to you fuckers until next week. <laughs> Speaking of next week, make sure you tune in next week. Every Monday, Paper Cuts Podcast goes live on geekade.com where you can find not just podcasts, you can find articles, videos, all types of good stuff. We post a new thing just every day. 
It's fabulous. Evan's got a podcast. Dean and I do the Stone Age Gamer. Matt, we got to get you doing something else, too, because now we have nothing to plug for you. Me? <laughs> Matt's Mwah. just there, and it's awesome. That we just posted a startling revelation. We, I think, every Sunday just need to put up a picture of Matt. Oh, oh man. That, we really have. You want traffic. You don't want to drive away viewers. You want website traffic. Let's just put Matt in charge of the Instagram. We'll just selfies of Matt. There you go. Day. Insta Matt. I love it. I want to see me the way you see me. (laughs) Instamat is the best idea we've had in a long time. Anyway, we have have two co-founders in here. We can veto Chris out if he says no. (laughs) Speaking of good ideas, it would be a great idea if you took a moment out of your day, headed over to iTunes, left us a five-star review. Helps get eyes and ears on the show. Helps move us up the charts and knock off those other bullshit podcasts that I won't name because fuck them. Oh. <laughs> That's all I got. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at GeekAidDan. You can follow Dean. Oh, at TruckerHat. <laughs> at Komodo no, underscore Vestlord. It's not TruckerHat. You can follow Evan. <laughs> At Geekade underscore Evan. <laughs> you could follow Matt. At Stuff Y. Join us next week. We'll have a whole new batch of silly for you. I like the new evening recordings. <laughs> Until that time, for Mr. Matthew Much, for Evan Goldstein, and for Dean DeFalco and Dan Ryan, I am Dan Ryan. Test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sons of bitches.